welcome to another insightful episode of Me and My Health Stuff. I'm your host, Anthony Hatcher. I'm a clinical nutritionist and lifestyle medicine specialist. The purpose of this podcast is to enhance and enlighten your well-being. And today, we are talking about relieving the stress. Yes, in the Southern Hemisphere, we're coming up to our summertime, and it was also Christmas time, and there's lots on. There's lots of Christmas functions, there's school holidays to plan for, there's Christmas presents, it's where you're going to have your Christmas holiday, or where you're going to have Christmas Day, who you're going to spend it with. There's so much on at this time of the year. A lot of workplaces shut down pretty much over the Christmas period, so they're wanting to tie off all the loose ends. And so this time of the year is hectic for us Southern Hemispherers. So this episode is with a health and wellness expert in this area of being mindful and remaining happy. We have Heidi Horn. So Heidi Horn has 17 years experience in this space of happiness and mindfulness. She is a yoga instructor, still practices it today, still teaches it today, and she's also a keynote speaker and a corporate wellness speaker in this area of happiness and mindfulness. So we have Heidi on the episode to share her top seven tips on how to stress less. So without much further ado, I'd love to welcome you into the discussion I'm having with Heidi Horn. Welcome, Heidi Horn, Heidi Horn on the Me and My Health Up podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Anthony, for having me. Oh, that's great. So glad you can join us. It's really important to discuss what you're an expert in. You're a mindfulness and happiness you know, speaker. So uh, you've obviously, you know, developed expertise over the years around this topic and help a lot of corporates and individuals in this space. So really keen to explore this topic with you today. Lovely. Thank you for having me and inviting me on your podcast. Ah, fantastic. You're, <laughs> you're very welcome to be on the show and I'm sure the listeners are thinking the same way. Well, they'll be thinking that way at least at the end of the episode. So um, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> but let's start with my well-known question and it's how you've arrived at what you're doing today. Oh, well, Anthony, I've always been very much in the wellness space. Uh, I've been involved in some way in terms of wellness uh, for around 17 years. I started off becoming a yoga teacher and I used to, in the very early days, was a massage therapist and then it's just evolved from there. I'm just always eager to learn more and develop myself um, as an individual, but also in what I can give others. So trained in wellness coaching and life coaching. During COVID um, and the two years of lockdowns here in Sydney, I undertook more education in terms of counselling and mental health, which I found fascinating. And from that spurred me on to write a book, um, mainly targeted at kids and teens. And then after that, I sort of had like a little aha moment of what I was teaching children and, and little kids in kids yoga and workshops and at schools is what I was teaching corporates and CEOs in, in the workplace. So I realised that everybody needs to learn these skills and that's what I'm really fa- focused on now is giving people the tools for happiness habits and simple, easy, actionable things that they can do from as little as one minute and just really starting small so that, you know, little small steps can have big results for people. Over those years of constant never-ending learning, (laughs) what's been the big uh, aha moments, the big insightful 
light bulb moments that you've experienced throughout those years? I suppose for myself, one of the most recent ones is, which is actually in my latest keynote, is that I broke my snowboarding and Christmas Eve just in the last Christmas. And for me, all the things that I was teaching others is what I actually had to undertake myself. Uh, So all the And I I realized that all the busyness and all the things that I was doing for others is great, but I needed to look after myself, really put that oxygen mask on myself. And if I didn't do that, I wasn't anything to anybody else. So I think it's, you know, I do talk about things like gratitude practice and everything you can do for other people. But at the end of the day, you're the most important person in your world and always start with yourself even and don't let go of the guilt especially when I talk to parents and and mothers in particular (laughs) absolutely without you I mean you can't raise your children I mean there's you can't raise your children obviously it'll be in the hands of other people so Mm. it's uh certainly if that's you know really important to you then yeah absolutely you've got to take you've got to do the self-care you know if if you're sick then you know like it's uh, the kids looking after you (laughs) exactly which did happen but and you do need to accept that sometimes you can't do it all but it was yeah it was really quite a mind shift for myself on that it was okay to let some things go and just really focus on getting myself physically better before I could go back to doing everything I used to do yeah that's a fantastic share it's really really good that that those things often come into our lives to teach us something and you've you've taken the learnings <laughs> in terms yeah, of it, yeah it definitely did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Well, in terms of helping the listeners today, we're going to be talking about your seven top tips for managing stress or stressing less, particularly as we're going into the busy part of the year, which mm-hmm. is the, the summer, the longer days. I guess there's the holidays coming up at the end of the year with Christmas, you know, attached to that. And then there's all the work you need to finish before you go on leave and all those sort of things that people are starting to get busy minds. So let's delve into your, your top seven tips. Okay. So I can talk about this for a long time. So feel free to, to, to pull me back. Um, I suppose the first one is recognizing when you are stressed um, because stress can show up in many different ways in different people and on occasion stress can be good for us it means that we really want to do our best and we care about something but recognizing especially when we do have it leading into chronic stress which obviously this is one of the especially getting closer to Christmas, one of the peak times when that will come about. And sometimes we are so busy being involved, we don't actually stop to to think about how we are. So recognizing how stress affects you physically, whether it makes you fatigued, sometimes, you know, overeating or undereating, having those million thoughts in your mind, not being focused, multitasking and so forth. And just also how it affects you emotionally as well. So really being aware of that and just taking some mindful moments and if you are feeling stressed um, and having those first stages to do something about it because I think I read um, not that long ago that 75 to 90 percent of all doctor visits are in some way related to stress so unfortunately stress is not going away and so we just need to think of ways that we can cope when we do have those stressful times in our life. And so, yeah, so it starts with 
people recognizing that they're stressed and then yes. yeah and the second one is um, one of my big ones is using the breath um because we're obviously always breathing and the breath is so powerful and so simple to do and it's it's something that can be done in under one minute so i like to guide people in lots of different ways of doing deep breathing predominantly through their nostrils rather than their mouth and for example just as simple as box breathing which um it's used by people worldwide, used by like Navy SEALs, which go into obviously high, very high stressful and dangerous situations. And it's been proven that even just sort of four or five rounds of this, which will definitely be under a minute, can help with stress. And that's just in a way drawing a box, breathing in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four and holding for four. So that's just one type of um, deep breathing that you can do and there's, there's many more. Third one is mindset, so the power of your mind. Uh, mindset is basically made up of what your thoughts and, and words are, how you talk to yourself, how you see yourself and the world around you. I like to sort of refer to sometimes as putting a pair of sunglasses on and what filter your sunglasses, whether they're a positive filter or a negative filter. And recognizing, are you talking to yourself like a best friend or a worst enemy? Um, because many of the times those thoughts that we have over and over and over are negative, not true, and often on repeat. So we have got those stories and that those talk, that talking to ourselves, which is affecting how we are in our, in our mind and our, and our day to day lives. So the more times that you can change or create that positive, resilient mindset, is always going to help with stress. What do you suggest for your clients? And I guess there's listeners out there that might be feeling a bit overwhelmed at the moment and, you know, they're catastrophizing things going terribly wrong, everything not going to plan and all those sort mm -hmm. of things. So how do you, you know, what sort of advice do you give there? Uh, so I suppose one of the, the big things to remember is that I think 90% of things that we worry about are never going to come true. And a lot of the things that we're telling ourselves are not true. You know, I'm bad at maths just because you failed a test when you were seven years old. Uh, so a lot of the things that are, are not true and we have the ability to change that. And probably one of the easiest ways to change from a negative to a more positive mindset is rather than thinking of the gap where we still have to go or we still haven't done, you know, what's still not crossed off that to-do list is thinking about the gain, you know, how far we've come, what we were able to achieve, what we can be happy and grateful for at this moment. And I really try and use this on myself as well because often it's so easy to get caught up in that one thing that went bad in the day, but so many things went that went right. So just sort of doing a little bit of a treasure hunt at the end of the day of, oh, wow, okay, yes, that one person didn't accept my proposal or, what, or whatever it is. But everything, you know, everything else in the day went well. So, you know, focusing on the gains rather than the gap. Fantastic. No, that's great insight. Uh, number four is mindfulness. And one way of being mindful is breathing and deep breathing, um, which I've already mentioned. But being mindful is really about, I suppose, getting out of your head and into your body and what's surrounding you and doing this in a non-judgmental way. So observing when you're hunching shoulders, for example, observing when you're stressed in your mind, observing if you're talking in a negative way to yourself and saying that that's okay and just observing it and then you have the ability to, to change it. So mindfulness, there's a lot of talk about it and it doesn't have to be hard. You can 
do mindfulness practices from as simple as, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. So that deep breathing or just taking a moment just to stop and, you know, look around you and, and notice what's happening in your, in your body as well. So what's your, lots, lots go, of, what's your go-to? My go-to is, well, every morning I always start my day with just being in the moment. So I always have a set, a set spot that I sit before I have a coffee, before I look at my phone. And I just take a moment just to look at the trees around me or hear the birds and just do some deep breathing, but also just be happy for the day ahead. And um, gratefulness is one of the uh, an easy ways to add mindfulness, but it also sets you up for that positive day as well. So just trying to be in the moment. When I did come out of my um, breaking my arm, which I did early, you know, at Christmas, um, Christmas Eve, and sort of went into a little bit of a, a lower place um, for myself. Is that I used to set my alarm to go off at the beginning of every hour and just take a few deep breaths and allow myself just to be start each hour happy, just for thirty seconds. And yeah, it, it was probably quite a big game changer for me on you know, having those little moments throughout the day. Fantastic. So you're just sprinkling mindfulness throughout the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not making it yeah. hard, you know, make yeah. it easy on yourself. Yeah. Fantastic. So just doing, you know, a few minutes or as you said, you know, just a minute is helpful. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, which leads into the number, uh, the next one, which is micro habits. Um, so as we get closer to Christmas and, you know, obviously New Year's Eve, people start to think about what habits they want to let go of and what habits they want to embrace and feeling that that's the date, you know, change at these new habits. But I am a really big believer in creating micro habits. So micro habits are small, manageable, just slightly moving the needle, things that you can do each day. Um, that can have a big result and habit stacking them. So, I don't know, for example, if you're cleaning your teeth in the morning, saying, you know, affirmations, today's going to be a great day. I've got this. I'm going to go into this presentation and smash it out of the park, whatever you want to say in your head, or having a glass of water by your bed. So, first thing in the morning, you're already starting to hydrate yourself after the night before. So, little things that you can do that really don't take too much of an effort can start your day in a positive way or continue your day and when you're feeling more positive, obviously you're going to let go of that stress as well. And what are your fi- favourite micro habits? I suppose, yeah, going to bed, as I'm going to bed, I usually, the latest thing I've been doing is actually listening to a rain meditation, <laughs> even though it's really hot in Sydney. And my 13-year-old son's really into it as well. So it's a really nice way just to switch off your brain and I'm going to see when it takes, you know, you can just have that going. Not looking, my big thing is not having, looking at my phone for about half an hour in the morning. So um, having that time to myself before I get involved in emails and work and social media, having that time just to set how I want myself to be before I get involved in in the world, really. That's fantastic. They're they're great insights. So thanks for sharing. (laughs) No problems. Um, And then I suppose the other last two sort of tips is how you set up your beginning of your day and how you set up your the end of the day. Because often we talk, often I talk about what you can do during the work day to let go of stress, but it really does begin with the morning before you've even stepped out of the door and what you do at the end of the day. And these are really powerful. I wrote an ebook recently and it's called The First Ten and the Last Five and it's based on 
these sort of powerful 15 minutes can really, you know, change your day. And it doesn't, once again, it doesn't have to be 10 minutes and five minutes. It could be even just one or two minutes and, you know, a couple of minutes at the end. So if we're looking at the end of the day, what you can do that sort of is your triggered in your mind to, to know that this is when the workday ends. Um, because I do find a lot of people have that blurred line between work and life, even though they might be leaving a physical work. They're still looking at their phone, checking work emails or having notifications come up. So having some micro habits of things that they can do to signify that it's time to rest will help them lower the stress of, you know, any impact that that work had, whether it's as soon as they get home, they change their clothes and just do a five-minute walk around the block, for example. Um, the morning, I've mentioned it already before, but how you talk to yourself in the beginning of the day Will affect the whole day. So if you if you look outside and it's raining, you know you've missed a bus, and you've got a presentation you're worried about. Telling yourself, "I'm so stressed, I'm so busy, I'm going to be late for work, it's going to be a bad day." You've already set your day. So there's a thing called the 17 second rule where it said if you hold a positive thought in your mind for 17 seconds, it will get so strong it will attract another one. Hold that for 17 seconds, attract another one, and link four of these 17 seconds together it will be strong enough at 68 seconds to manifest into your day. And I'm sure we've all had those experiences where we've told ourselves how the day is going to be, good or bad, before we've left the house. So That's fantastic. Yeah, setting the intention, right? It's uh, setting yourself up. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's really about, I believe, you know, what you do first thing in the morning is really, you know, powerful for how, your day, how the rest of the day is going to be. So. Fantastic. And then obviously you've got your, your plan throughout the day, such as if you get a bit stressed or feel a bit uptight, you go to your box breathing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Get outside. I don't know if you, if your desk gets cluttered, just give yourself one minute to do a clean up of your desk. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, but when we see overwhelm around us, it creates more overwhelm. It might be, you know, the start of every hour, just standing up and having a stretch um, when you physically get rid of the tension in your body, it's going to help with your mind as well. And when people are looking at that long to-do list, have you got any tips as to how to look at that? Well, I always have a to-do list and it never ends. So just knowing that it will never end, <laughs> so, no, but not in a, in a bad way, but, you know, it's just basically prioritise what are your must-do tasks and Often we leave them to the end, the ones that we really don't want to do, but they're, they're probably the, the hardest things to do. Pop them at the beginning. If you've done the hardest things in that first hour or two, the rest of the day is going to seem a lot easier. So, But it is good to know that that to-do list is never going to end in not a negative way, in a positive way, because it's not just you never getting to the bottom of it. It's everybody in the world because we can always... I'm sure we always add something else onto it. So absolutely, and whilst we've got a to-do list, we're living right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs doing. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're six foot under. <laughs> we don't have a to-do list. We don't have to exactly. worry about a to-do list there. Exactly. So yeah, I was, I was thinking of Stephen Covey's. You know, he, he talks about eating the frog first thing. You know, the hardest, most yes. difficult task. Yeah. Yeah. And often we do shove that to the back. I know my fridge needs cleaning as I think about this. And it's the thing that I, every Saturday I'm like, I have got to do that. And I do, you know, is I'm like, but it's a beautiful day. I'll go to the beach, you know, 
if I got up and actually did it, it would be one less thing off that list and then I could go to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Habit stacking, is it? (laughs) Exactly. exactly. No, it is on the list for Saturday. (laughs) That if then else, you know, if I do that, then I can do this. Um, Exactly. Having a reward as well is nice. Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, thanks, Heidi. I really appreciate uh, you sharing those top seven tips to stress less and be free and be you. So uh, it's a great time of the year to be, you know, being mindful of those top seven tips. And for the listeners, you know, putting, sprinkling them through your day or take the gems, the top three for you and put them into your day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Heidi, how can the listeners best connect with you? Well, I'm on most of the socials, um, usually as Heidi Horn Speaker. Uh, You can also reach out to me via my website. Um, There's a free happiness habits download there. So um, click on that and it's got the five sort of top tips for happiness habits um, incorporating your day. And it's just Heidi Horn, Horn with an E, dot co. And that's it. Reach out and say hello. (laughs) Fantastic. And listeners, I'll put those links in the show notes so you can go directly to the show notes and click on the links. Uh, Really appreciate your insight today, Heidi. Is there any closing remarks you'd like to leave with the listeners? Just, yeah, be kind to yourself and remember that you are the number one person in your world and, and just start with one minute. Like that's my happiness tips is, you know, keep it super simple and if you want to embrace, you know, meditation, mindfulness, anything like that, just start with one minute and then grow up from there. So. Fantastic. Thanks for the insight, Heidi. I really appreciate it. And to the listeners, thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of Me and My Health Up. Podcast disclaimer. This podcast and any information, advice, opinions or statements within it do not constitute medical, healthcare or professional advice and are provided for general information purposes only. All care is taken in the preparation of the information in this podcast. Connected Wellness Proprietary Limited, operating under the brand Me and My Health Up, does not make any representations or give any warranties about its accuracy, reliability, completeness or suitability for any particular purpose. This podcast and any information, advice, opinions or statements within it are not to be used as a substitute for professional, medical, psychological, psychiatric or any other mental health care or health care in general. Me and My Health Up recommends you seek the advice of a doctor or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Inform your doctor of any changes that you made to your lifestyle and discuss these with your doctor. Do not disregard medical advice or delay visiting a medical professional because of something you hear in this podcast. This podcast has been carefully prepared on the basis of current information. Changes in circumstances after publication may affect the accuracy of this information. To the maximum extent permitted by the law, Me and My Health Up disclaims any such representations or warranties to the completeness, accuracy, merchantability, or fitness for purpose of this podcast and will not be liable for any expenses, losses, damages, incurred indirect or consequential damages or costs that may be incurred as a result of the information being inaccurate or incomplete in any way and for any reason. No part of this podcast can be reproduced, redistributed, published, copied, or duplicated in a form without prior permission of me and my health up.